0: Remix The Dead I'm Remix The Dead I cover music and life Learn day and night and I grow Over my family so they can thrive Welcome to the Remix The Dead podcast Hey what's up guys, Uh, I just wanted to remind you that Izuru has a special gift for Remix the Dad audience, listeners, friends, dude, um, 50% off with the code Remix50 at checkout, Remix50 at checkout. Let's get into this awesome interview with my dude Kobe Clay, aka he's bringing the butter with the Toast Malone. Hey, how's it going, guys? I have a special guest today, and you know me. I am Ryan Greenwood. I am Remix the Dad. I am joined with uh, his rap name is Toast Malone. He goes by Kobe Clay. He just wrote a new book, uh, You Should See the Other Guy. And, man, this guy online, he has such an online presence. He is a husband, a father of four, He loves motorcycles. He lives life and loves to learn. Man, Colby, man, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Ryan, what's good, my dude? What's good?
0: Man, I'm just just enjoying the sunshine here in uh, lovely Colorado. How about you down in Phoenix?
1: It's hot, dude. It is hot. We are uh, on a job site getting some work done, helping some of our guys get uh, get a demolition done for a house. It's going to be renovated and put back on the market. We've got the kids out, so we're busy, man. Get it done.
0: Busy, busy. All right. Well, I, like I said, I wanted to respect your time and stuff. Um, I know you like, I heard in another interview that you like music and you, you're a songwriter and stuff. We got we got a special guest real quick. Ice cream. Man.
1: Yeah, yeah. Bring her in. Bring her in.
0: And because that means it's a split. Oh, and ice cream and bananas. This this just in. Ice cream and bananas and ice cream is a vanilla is a vanilla split. So just let let the listeners know. That's what's for breakfast. No, she she had some toast. She had some toast, Malone.
1: Toast, <laughs> so,
0: Malone. I, I I like your rap name, man. Um. Thank you, dude. So we'll uh, we'll we'll start it off with uh, who would be your favorite band or artist?
1: Favorite band or artist? So, dude, let me just say this, friend. As we get ready to start, I'll answer the question. Is you know, first off, I, I appreciate the opportunity to be on the show. Any chance I have to either share a message or connect with a brand new audience, whether it's one you know one listener or you know a hundred thousand, it means a lot to me. So, um, you know, as we get started, just thanks for having me on.
0: Oh man, man, my pleasure. My pleasure.
1: Hi, sweetheart. What's up? What's up, girly? That's real life. See, we're on the dad podcast. What happens? Your daughter jumps in. Hi, sweetheart. Do
0: you want to say hi? What's
1: up? Hi. <laughs> hi.
0: See, so, how are you? How
1: are you? I am doing amazing. How are you? That is so delicious. That is so delicious. What
0: are you watching in the background? Uh, that sounds awesome. <laughs> I think you're watching. Uh, something on youtube uh they they play with little kids toys and they use their imagination and stuff oh. it's 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 pretty it's pretty yeah, cool get
1: started on the, yeah <laughs> yeah get me started on the toy uh favorite band so I'll let, let, circle back favorite band you know that's um i spent 15 years in the music business producing and collecting music and djing so like a favorite artist is really hard for me to narrow because one day it could be it could be some southern rock. The next day it could be it could be hip hop. Next
0: day it could be instrumental or jazz um, or EDM. I mean, it's just I'm all over the place. But I would say my all time, I'd say my favorite
1: band is probably Radiohead. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm
0: the, the same way. From a band simply. yeah, man, I'm the same way when it comes to music. It's all eclectic. It's all over the place. So one day it's it could be Eminem. The next day it could be like Bach or... Kid Rock, or anybody.
1: Yeah, I got about 10,000 records dude, that I, I hold, so it's, it's, it just depends man, on the mood. And In one hour, I can change styles up. it be something different.
0: Nice, nice. There's
1: only two kinds of music, man. Good, good, good and bad,
0: in my book. Yeah, Amen, man, I like that, I like that. Uh, Since you had thousands of albums, what would be your go-to album?
1: Go-to album, go-to album. I would say... I would do... Uh, if I were going to stay with Radiohead, it would be In Rainbows. I would say another one that I would like that I've been listening to a ton. I've been listening to the new Black Eyed Peas where it's, um, it's all hip-hop. I mean, there's no... Furgy's not on the album, and it's all just lyrics. Uh, Logic. Logic, dude. I like Logic. I would say... Yeah, those are probably the big ones, and then I've got um, kind of like southern rock playlists to a lot on
0: Spotify. There you go, there you go. And I guess we'll narrow it down to uh, what would be your like go-to song. Like you're 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 feeling feeling kind of down for the day, and you need to lift up your spirits. What would be your go-to song? Would it be Radiohead? No, no,
1: not at all. It'd be one of two. The Radiohead that's like reflective shit for me. So I would say probably. The, uh, what's that? The, there's an Eminem tune that I really like, and I should not usually I know this stuff off the top of my head. It's um, it's one I've used coming out on stage a few times. Or do like southern kind of like Southern California surf rock, so like slightly stupid or okay. Sublime stuff. Something makes me, something makes me smile, man. Makes me feel good. There you go. So, uh, anything from yeah, anything from slightly stupid or anything from like Sublime, even with Sublime with Rum. Like I can get down with the the new lineup too. So. just Southern kind of beach rock, surf rock.
0: Nice, nice. Uh, so, uh, how do you uh, how do you fill up your cup to be better for yourself and better for your family and community?
1: Fill up my cup. Well, I know what, I, what I'm doing now, and what I know I should be doing are probably two different things, to be honest with you, Ryan. I operate best when I get up around five thirty. I get in a little bit of reading. I uh, get in some breathing, some breath work, some breathing exercises, a little bit of meditation, some reflection, and then an hour's worth of kind of working out. That's when, that, that's when I operate the best because then I can get all that done and I can get into work by like 7.30 to get my day kind of moving. Uh, and when my diet's clean, making sure my sugars and like breads and carbs are down, my alcohol, con- you know, mm-hmm. my alcohol consumption down, and I get you know, lots of hydration and sleep, right? Like that's when I. that's when I operate the best. Mm-hmm. But then there's also survival mode. So, you know, you said something at the beginning of being a father. I'm, I, I just, I'm at the end of it, but got divorced with four kids. And I was, just, I raised my oldest daughter. I, was, I had single custody of her for nine years before I got remarried. It was just her and I. I got her when she was the size of my son, who's right here. He's three, still in diapers. It was just the two of us. So it's, um, you know, it's it's an interesting perspective to go from single dad survivor uh, dad, now with a full family for the last 12 years, then getting a divorce and then back to single fatherhood, it's an interesting kind of transition for me. So I think, um, you know, sometimes just, sometimes just getting out of bed to win. You know, when you're going through heavy stuff, sometimes just getting to work on time is a big deal. You're remembering to eat lunch and, you know, not breaking deep fall over. It's like, sometimes it's the really, really small stuff that you got to make sure that you're paying attention to. Um, where everybody talks about you know 10x this or operate do this do this you
0: know sometimes just getting out of bed's a big deal. Yeah, dude. Yeah, sometimes yeah you forget to eat or you forget to to sleep because you're just busy working on stuff just just for yourself and your family, man. Um, I don't know just if you. i trying, trying I don't know if you could see behind me, but I, I redid my calendar yesterday, and my daughter redid Gosh. it for me today. <laughs> Yeah, it's all uh, it. all colored up. So I was like, you, you know what? It's dad life. That's, it's, That's it You got to go on a whim, man. Just turn good on turn, turn on a dime. Uh, so what? Uh, what what kind of projects and stuff are you working on right now, man? Well,
1: I finished the book in June, and I did a um, I did a book tour. It was um, it was really it was good. It was about. Kind of all the stories and the trials and tribulations from, you know, building a building a five hundred million dollar business inside corporate America to getting sued when I started the software company, to being a single dad of my oldest to being in the music business to losing everything and then winning, and the trials and tribulations of what it like what life really is. You know, my, my story really started as to how people know me, where, you know, I'm a kid who had a mattress on the floor growing up, and yeah, I didn't. My parents. It wasn't. You know, my parents showed us love. Um, even though they got divorced, we had a strong sense of love in the household. And uh, you know, growing up, I always thought money was a, a sign of, you know, stature and success. <laughs> what is that? That is a Christmas light that goes on the Christmas tree. My youngest son, Max, is here sort of me. People know him as the intern. So the interns would be on a construction job, and they like a bunch of Christmas stuff. So he's out here like, playing Christmas stuff. <laughs> um, but it's about. It's it's about. You know, all of the lessons learned through all the trials, for me, here I am remarried, beautiful family, You know, making, you know, making half a million dollars a year, and I left a, an executive job at a Fortune 500 company to start a software company, and I got sued and, you know, wisely so my health is in the crapper, and um, I lose all my money. So that's when I started filming videos. I started filming videos of me. I had a Ty Lopez, you know, kind of like me in my garage. It was me in my kitchen, and it was all of my belongings behind me. And I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what I'm going to do, and I don't know where the future is going to take me. But I'm going to film every day and show you what that's going to be like. And people really connect with a the underdog, and the kind of the, I'm the the underdog's always been my story. But the um, you know, to always been stacked against me, and I always find a way to kind of rise up. It's about telling those stories of how you, how you get through things and what you learn through the hardest parts of your life. So, for me, it, it's you know, we should look at reflection and all of those things. I think it's um, being just kind of being being, being true to yourself and understanding, and then those negative outputs, you know, positive things are going to come from it,
0: dude. That's that's why I think I was su- such so gravitated towards you, man, it's just because you are so real with your videos, you're so transparent being vulnerable, and then I've heard you on uh, other podcasts, like uh, with, <laughs> with Ryan Mickler, uh Orderman and a couple others, and that, that, that's why I'm really ha- happy and excited to have you on today, man, so.
1: I appreciate that, man.
0: So, uh, how do you uh, think others see you, man?
1: Uh, dude, I don't know. I mean, there's two answers to that. One would be you shouldn't care. It doesn't matter. Uh, You just keep showing up every day, doing what you need to do to, to leave an impact. Um, and then the other part of it is I, I, kind of do, I do care how other people, you know, the, the impact that I'm going to make. And I do care how I'm viewed to a point, but I don't let it like affect my, uh, it doesn't affect my trajectory to hit my goals and do the things that I'm doing. Uh, but I'm, I'm 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 sensitive to it, dude. I'm human, and you don't like people to not like it. Yeah. And I'm really easy. To, I, like I'm, there's no gray area with me. And here's what you never want: anything you do, you never want that unsure, that unsure kind of feeling or response. You don't want people to be in the middle with you. It's like you either like me or you hate me. But you're not like uh, I can go either way, yeah. right? It's like you want people to, you know, either people want you to like it or not like it. You want to be. I'm not polarizing necessarily, but you don't want people to ever be on the fence. So for me, it's kind of like people either like me or they don't. Um, people that don't, I, um, I don't know, I don't, I don't really, I'm not, I'm not talking to them out of my circle. So it's one of those things where I know if I just do, do the best I can to make an impact on at least one person every single day by how I show up, whether that's getting gas or meeting at a grocery store or to doing a podcast like this, it's being able to leave an impact. My goal is every day to touch one person.
0: Yeah, man, it's, I, t- I tell people, man, all the time, it's kind of like, I'm not your flavor, you can either take it or leave it, bro. Yep. So. Yep. And then, uh, how do you see yourself, man? You kind of, you kind of touched on it a little bit.
1: How do I see myself? This is a guy that just refuses to quit. I've got this innate ability to you know, kind of overcome. It, it, I just, you know, for your listeners some people say it's like entrepreneurial spirit. I don't know whatever it is. Like there's a feeling inside that I know that I'm built for something bigger, um, that I wasn't made to just do a nine to five and, you know, live and pay bills and die. Like I know that there's a bigger reason that I'm here. And every day when I get up, I try to, you know, at least align myself to, to make a difference. And, um, you know, it's an interesting time to ask me that question because I'm just getting through the tail end of a divorce. It's pretty shitty for me. So it's, you know, I am I'm human as well. You know, so some days I've got good self outlook and some days I'm like like I said, I'm just glad to get out of bed.
0: Okay, okay. Um I read on the the information that you gave me that you were one of the prime or well, you were one of the contributors to the chicken Soup for the soul series. Uh, it was,
1: oh no no, so one of my mentors who uh, actually pushed me to write my book, his name's Dan Clark. Okay. Dan, yeah, Dan is the guy who wrote a lot of the stories for the Chicken Soup the Soul series. Oh, okay. So um, I was uh, I worked with him on a lot of different things from marketing to building out a video course, and then um, he wrote the foreword to my book.
0: Oh, nice, nice, nice. Yeah. yeah yep. It was it was late at night when I read that, so I probably. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. You got the pieces right.
0: You got the pieces there, right. There you go. There you go. Uh, so, can you tell me a little bit more about about your new book?
1: Yeah, so you should see the other guy. Um, the, um, it's kind of the underdog story of, <laughs> you know, life, love, and I guess life, love and business. And it's stories, stories about Navy SEALs and celebrity bikers and millionaires. And it's about time, you know, driving cross country on a motorcycle with 15 other special forces men and women. And what I learned through that process to hold myself to a higher standard or creed, which is kind of what the book is based on. And there's an acronym called Journey. Um, Each letter means something, but it's about how. You know, each one of us goes through a series of adversities, and out of those adversities kind of turned into actually blessings for you, and then I share in you know, different stories in non-chronological order, each chapter is its own story, and each story has kind of falls to a theme, but it's about you know, kind of what I mentioned earlier, everything from my time in the music business to being a single dad, to you know, building a, a successful software company, to losing it all, but then getting it all back, to writing a book but it's all, all of my trials and what I learned through the stuff that
0: most people hide talking about nice nice um, yeah I was I was gonna ask you about the journey uh, too um, but you covered that uh, so I was watching another interview that that you did and you were talking about how you love to be creative you love to paint and draw and write music and stuff um, Yep. do you, do you still uh, get into a lot of that
1: I do man I've been doing creative stuff for I think the earliest I remember is probably eighth. Eight is when I started like drawing and kind of coloring and getting into like designing things. And it's just one of those things I've got to be doing something creatively every day. So whether it's doing, we you had know doing my own video edits, doing you know, writing original music to painting to, I mean, right now we're in this renovation house that we, um, we bought and sold to a group. And now we're out here helping them with the renovation. So when we get the demolition done, I'm going to come in and, you know, I'm going to help the team orchestrate the the paint and the cabinets and kind of like the interior design stuff. But I always like to have some kind of creative aspect in what I'm doing because um, you know, there's one drives business and the other side of me is like the creative aspects of of, of building something.
0: Do you see that uh, that creative movement that you have? Do you see that uh, in your kids as well?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Every one of them. Yeah, every one of them has some kind of you know. Some kind of inclining to, to tinker with stuff, dude. Yeah, you know, whether it's yeah, music, singing, sports—like there, every everyone is doing something all
0: the time. Nice, nice. So you have the you have the bandana on, you have the hat backwards, and you have the sunglasses. Um, I try and ask some of my guests if they can spit a couple bars. Uh, can you give us anything?
1: <laughs> <laughs> can I? I do. I don't know. I don't know. We have beats. You acapella?
0: That's acapella, man. <laughs> ooh, ooh. I think I think you would be the first one to actually like do it if if you do it.
1: Do people easily don't do it?
0: No, no. I've had one guy try, but he he kinda I don't know if I could
1: do a full I don't know if I could do a full twenty-four to make it actually sound like something any good. Let's see, <laughs> without sounding like a complete idiot. Hmm. Hmm, let me see. Let me see.
0: And don't don't worry. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask I'm gonna ask Larry Hagner late, later today when I interview him. Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. 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 and the glasses and the bandana. What's next? Coming up on my man Ryan's podcast, The Flex. Talk about dads and what it means to be a parent. But it's apparently as you're digesting the audio that not all of the flows need to be congruent with the rhyme structure of battle raps. With my, with my son, Max, picking it, pick it up, what are you picking up there? Glass balls and tops. He said, kid, put a safety hat on before i don't know man got me off usually i could wrap we used to wrap my face off for years i used to wrap so. do it.
0: i don't I, know gotta I, give i'll do it again I'll, I'll like let me really think about that i won't write anything down and like give me uh
1: give me like a, a couple minutes i'll call
0: you back i'll leave you a voice note to wrap on <laughs> do it I, I'm, I'm looking forward to that man i, I loved it i loved it <laughs> I will. I will. that's funny so that uh <laughs> we can we can we can uh Start wrapping up now, because I, like I said, I want to respect your time and all, and you got a lot of stuff going on. Um, do you have any uh, Do you have any questions uh, for me? I like to ask my guests if they have any questions.
1: No, and again, like I, just, I, I appreciate
0: the opportunity to be on the show. Okay. Um, and is is there a, anywhere you'd uh, like... I got, a, I got a
1: question for you. Okay. I, got a, okay. here, I got a question for you. Yeah, yeah. So you look at your episodes? whatever one that was like your, your most listened to what was the one big thing that kind of made that one special and if there's a takeaway or something that I can provide your audience it's tangible I always like to leave people some tangible
0: okay um, I think I believe one of my, my the, the, one of the top played episodes was from for my boy Reggie Shaw um, he's an accountability group that I'm in and we, we talk about music we just talk about life and he helps a lot of people out. He's, he shares his story all the time and he's supportive and he's a leader and I think that's one of the reasons why he was why it was one of the top ones cuz he he knows a lot of people and he affects a lot of people. But one of my favorite what one was uh, with Tony Fonte and he talks about fathers with daughters and his mission is so so impactful and so important. Because he's a single father and he has, uh, I think she's middle school age, and just his message, and uh, and he's he's going through it just like anybody else, but he's he's learning how to be that single father to a te- to uh, middle school teenager. So that was my favorite yeah. one because I'm going to need that information when my daughter gets older. So
1: yeah. Well, let me, um, that's, thank you for answering that, Ryan, it kind of, it it sets this up. I'll tell you something really interesting, so when I, you asked me about the book, and I sort of talk about things I've done, it's about kind of surviving myself and the strengths through the adversity. Um, I talked about my divorce for the first time, and it's been almost five months now, just a couple days ago, and it was interesting to see the responses that came from it. So the mindset as to what happened to me was, I'm a dad who, uh, I've worked from the house forever. I delivered all four of my kids. I was in the in the um, in the hospital room. I have coached all my kids sports. I taught my kids how to ride bikes, and I'm in the house. I see them every day. So, being a very involved father through a set of circumstances where the mother and I no longer like the marriage working, and she leaves, and I'm like, okay. It serves me the divorce papers two days after she leaves. I'm like, okay, now this is real, and. The, um, it's going from having everything from the house, the cars, the job, the wife, the kids, so all of a sudden you wake up and none of it's there. And uh, one of the things that process is first the survival piece. You know, this—it's not about pushing blame. It's not about saying how shitty the other person is. It's about understanding the position you're in. And what I—it took me 20 years to forgive my oldest daughter's mother for like what happened when we got divorced and I took my daughter. Um, that took me a really long time. And that, my goal now is forgiving myself but also forgiving the people that are involved in the scenarios that we're in. And I'm not not a victim. Nobody's a victim in the process. So it's, how do you take the mentality as to what happened? And I'm not to the point where I can say I want to go have lunch with my ex-wife and her new boyfriend, who are the dudes around my kids. Like, I'm not to a point to say, like, I'm in this great space to be this amazing co-parent because I'm still angry. So it's, you know, the goal here is understanding you're not a victim. You can turn this into, into a positive when the focus is always on the kids. Well, that's easy to say until you go to court and then the judge says something else, right? Like, I, I didn't have money to get a lawyer, and I went through the process of painting this big picture, and then the judge came back with a verdict. And the verdict was something that was so insulting. It was essentially paying out three times more than I make, like based on whatever to support the kids already up in the rears. The schedule now, I go to like every other weekend or, you know, you know twice a month to see the kids, when I see them every day. And that's a really hard thing to deal with when all you know is being a father. And there's mothers that are in the same position, like the, the girl that I'm dating now. I um, just absolutely love her. She's got four kids, and like she, her four kids were taken from her for a period of time um, through a divorce process. And I've never heard of that. Like that was the first time I'd ever heard of a mother going through it. And imagine that, like birthing kids and losing custody. I mean, they grew inside. We'll never know what that's like. We've never really grown them. But I do know what it's like to have them every day, and they're not here now. So it's understanding how you take all of those scenarios from the split up, the divorce, to the custody, to the legalities, and. Pull yourself out of a victim mentality to understand that A, The system's completely broken and fucked. I uh, bleed that one out, but it's completely. The <laughs> system is so. I have a stranger telling me what I should be doing and what's best for my children, who's never met me and knows nothing about my history. So it's like there, there, there are like there are lots of bits and pieces around it that don't make sense, that aren't that don't work. And you can either complain and fight and be angry, or you can take that energy and figure out how to make it best for your children. And then if you, know, you need to go back to court and you figure out what you need to do to kind of reposition, uh, but this is only a small point in time. I mean, my kids are younger. They're, they'll remember bits and pieces, but they're going to always remember this one thing. I might not have money, the money that – like, I might not have tons of money and I might not have tons of – I might not have tons of money and tons of other things, but here's the two things I have that will never be replaced. I've got time and I've got love. I've got time and love and no, no, no judge, no ex-wife, no new girlfriend and no like stranger can ever take that from me because I have time and love for my kids. You might want to take my time, but the love I have can never be quantified and never be taken. So when you start to look at how this all plays out, especially for the fathers out there, anybody that's gone through this is how do you change the mindset as you start to go through it to the middle, to, to completing and, um, and know that, you know, it's never over. We're always a father and, Keep your head up. Don't don't, don't self destruct. I mean, believe me, dude. I drink a bottle of whiskey every three days for like two months, man. It's like I get it. It's like sometimes, like I said, sometimes getting out of bed is the only thing you can do, and understanding that the main focus has got to be the kids, no matter how hard it gets. You got to just keep that focus.
0: Dude, Mike, Mike, drop on that, man. Dude, okay, brother, that's that's, that's gonna definitely. Help somebody and encourage and inspire somebody, man. Because I, I've, I've got a couple people who I need to show this interview to. So thank you so much, man. Uh, uh, I'm honored, man. Can you, uh, can you share some uh, contact information where people can find you? It'll be, in, it'll be in the show notes too. But
1: yeah, so um, on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, I'm at I'm like the letters I'm I'm Colby K O L B Y and then K K A Y. So at I'm Colby K at Facebook,
0: Instagram, Twitter, and uh, that's and you'll, you'll find kind of everything I'm doing there. Dude, thank you so much again. Uh, I I, I want to continue talking to you, but I like I, I keep saying I want to respect your time because you're busy, you're a busy that's man. You're good. you're a, you're productive man. That's that's what I should say. You're productive. Trying to make it happen. There you go. There you go. Well, again, thank you so much. I'm Remix the Dad, Colby or Colby messed up your name. Sorry, a little tongue tied this morning. Uh, thank you so much again. Uh, one last word just, just for the audience. Just one quick yep. word. Do you have any last words?
1: Uh, forgive, uh, Self forgiveness. The biggest thing that's holding you back from the position you're in to where you want to be is forgiving yourself for whatever you've done or feel like you're responsible for. Beautiful. Once you figure out how to forgive yourself, you can kind of get moving. To, you can do, that's what's holding you back.
0: Awesome. Awesome. All right, guys. That was a great episode. You guys take care. I'm Remix the Dead. I'm out we